Welcome to Table Flippers Podcast, an outreach of Greater Works Christian Church here in Lancaster, California. I am your host, Robert Enos. If you like what you hear, visit us at gwcclancaster.org. That's gwcclancaster.org. Find the Table Flippers link, click on it, and you'll get to our merchandise. Now, get ready for a huge dose of truth and a huge dose of common sense. Hello, 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 hello. Hello, all of my lovelies. Hello, all my wonderful friends and family, my brothers out there. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. I have something that I really want to talk to you about. Um, Spectacular, spectacular weekend. I know it's Tuesday. It's Tuesday, January 6th. Right now, it's 3.43 p.m. at least here where I'm at. I don't know when you'll be listening to this, but I'm just kind of giving you some perspective of when this was recorded. I was at a um, an event this weekend that started actually Thursday of last week and went all the way until yesterday. This is the first time I'm able to get in front of the microphone for you to talk to you about it. And what this was, this was the Turning Point USA, uh, The Summit. That's what it was called, The Summit. It's a men's summit, a men's group, a men's event. Um, I want to say retreat, but there was retreats are often equated with having, you know, a, um, a relaxing time or, you know, spa day. And this was anything but. Now, before I get into this and explain to you uh, about this event and what we did and everything, let me tell you, if it seems like I'm being vague or I'm not giving a very clear picture of everything that went on and what we did, uh, that's because we were asked not to. And when we were asked not to, after the weekend was over, I completely understood and I even agree. So I'm going to give you what I know I can give you. And well, you'll just have to go and check it out. And, and ladies, if you really want to know what it's about, you're going to have to send your man to, to this so he can experience it and come home with all the stories. So let me read off of Turning Points USA's uh, website on the summit. And that's what it's called, the summit. And this is part of TPUSA Faith. And that's an acronym for Turning Point USA. And it says this, masculinity is under attack. Step up and be a man. And then right under that, those big bold letters, there's a minute, 29 second video that you can get kind of a gist of this. And this particular video was filmed in Montana where they had the first summit. And it just gives you an idea of what was going on and what they did and everything. But I will be honest with you, there's no picture, there's no video, nor is there any verbal description that could truly explain what goes on in these summits in the hearts and the soul of the men that uh, go to these summits. So again, I'll do my best to uh, get through there. So anyways, scroll down a little bit and it says, about, it says the summit's mission is to revive the masculine heart and to develop purpose-driven men who are leaders ready to serve their God, their family, and their nation. Now, before anybody hears that and says, oh, so I've got to be religious to go. No, not at all. Absolutely not. Some of the men that were part of the summit that went were not uh, what you would say is religious churchgoers. I heard some of the discussions, had some discussions with people where they were struggling. When I say struggling, I mean just like struggling in the sense of, you know, I'm not too sure about this. I know that there's something out there, but... What is it? Who is it? You know, that type of thing. 
They weren't judged or condemned or put down for it. Not at all. Not at all. This was not a quote-unquote religious event. However, I'm not going to lie to you, it was certainly a God-centered, Christ-centered event. And you say, well, how can it be non-religious and yet God-centered or Christ-centered? Um, again, you'll just have to go to figure that out and find and see for yourself. This was more about building men. And the, the honest, whether you're religious or not, the truth is Jesus was the ultimate man. Jesus was the ultimate man in every respect. And what the summit attempts to do is to help men of today be reformed, if you will, restructured, recreated in the image of Christ. Now, we know the Bible says that we were created in the image of Christ, in his image. God himself created us in his very own image. And that hasn't been lost, but it certainly has been marred and misunderstood. So what the summit is doing is stripping back the layers of culture, society, bad doctrine, false understanding of what masculinity is, and bringing us back to that image of uh, 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 our true image in the image of God, in the image of Christ, and saying, now that's a man. And pushing it and pressing it upon us and training us and teaching us in this atmosphere of brotherhood, friendship, uh, hard work, and such. And let me tell you, it was a spectacular event. Now, men, especially, and you ladies, ladies, you need to hear this as well for your men, for your sons. I believe the youngest age is 16. It, please, uh, I, I believe there was some 16-year-olds with us, and they did spectacular. So, uh, ladies, you need to hear this as well, especially if you have sons at or near 16 years of old or age. You need this for your husbands. You need this for your brothers. You need this for uh, your sons, grandsons. Let me tell you, because this will certainly help point a man in the right direction of being a true man. And that's so desperately needed these days. And ladies, uh, this is as much for you as it is for your men, because what will happen is the men in your life, they'll go to this, they come back, and they're, they'll be ready to take the bull by the horns and make some things happen. And men, you might say, oh, I don't need that. I already got a good job, got a good wife, the money's there, everything's going good. And listen, let me tell you something, men. Uh, uh, let me say it like this. Let me tell you something, males. We certainly need this because all of those things are good. And all those things, of course, men should be engaged in. We should be engaged in being married. We should be engaged in having a good job, taking care of things in that, in that manner. But let's face it, all of us, all of us men at times have lost perspective of who we're truly supposed to be. We've lost perspective of what true masculinity is, especially in a world where we are told that if we express or display any masculine trait, that we're automatically toxic. We're talk that's toxic masculinity on display. And we are beat down and pushed back and beat down. And 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 uh, so many men and women around us are so intimidated when men just are men. And it causes us sometimes to just back up, be quiet, uh, kind of slink into the shadows. And uh, because we're not really sure, should I act this way? Should I talk this way? Should I do this? Should I do that? How should I do it? And let's face it, ladies and gentlemen, we're living in a world today where much of our culture would rather see the males in culture and society put on dresses and makeup than actually rise up and act like real men. So if you don't think you need this, or ladies, if you think your men in your life don't need this, stop that right there. Right? That's I'm going to be honest with you. That's just wrong thinking. Men, you 
need this. Ladies, your men need this. I'm just telling you honest. I'm just being real with you. We as men need this. Before I read on from their website, just to give you a perspective of what it is and what they're saying about it, let me tell you why I went. This has been a problem, and if you've been following me on these podcasts, you understand my heart and my mind <coughs> towards these cultural issues and especially the the attack on masculinity. I don't believe at all, not even close, that true masculinity is toxic. As a matter of fact, what I consider toxic masculinity is when men start acting like women. That's what's truly toxic. It's not really masculine. That's why it's toxic masculinity. It's a poison. It's a false masculinity. Like you can be masculine and still be soft and wear dresses and put it. No, you can't. That's toxic. That's a poison and is there to destroy true masculinity, not correct masculinity. So anyways, I didn't, in this sense, okay, ladies and gentlemen, in this sense, I was like, okay, you know, I teach on this. I preach on this. My church is very no-nonsense. I tell men all the time, man up. And I don't just say man up. I do my best to do it myself and then put that on display and tell others how to man up, be men, walk as men and such. So that's always been my heart. That's always been in me, especially what's going on in our culture and our world. It sickens me when I, when I'm, we're being inundated, especially our children. Our children, are, they're, they're trying to indoctrinate and groom our children for perversion, ladies and gentlemen. And this is clear. And if you don't understand that, you're the problem. So let me just take you out of problem and help you get closer to solution. Men acting like women or thinking they're women is sick, disgusting, perverted, and that is toxic. That's true toxic. That's truly toxic. It's a poison in our culture and society, and they're attempting to poison our children with that foolishness and that nonsense. So anyways, I, I say I'm going to go because I was pushing this. I was telling everybody about it at the church, all the men about it at the church and everything, and I, I wanted to go. But, you know, timing-wise, I'm not going to lie, for me, at this time of year and everything, we've been traveling and doing a lot, as you guys know, because, you know, my podcasts lately have been hit and miss because we've been in and out of town and everything. <clears throat> so, timing-wise, it wasn't the greatest. But I just had to say, you know what, I've got to clear my schedule. i got to just make this happen, because if I am telling the men in my church to go, what right do I have to tell them that they need to go if I'm not willing to go myself? Now, did I think that I, quote unquote, needed this? Honestly, uh, no, no, no. Not from at least an intellectual standpoint, you know, because intellectually I could I could tell any male what uh, true masculinity looks like intellectually, okay? And uh, even some of it, I could put it on display. So anyways, I go just to say, so I could be able to tell people, listen, I went, you can go. I didn't want to be that hypocrite. I didn't want to be that guy that would tell other people to do something that I wasn't willing to do myself. So I went. A couple of the guys from my church went that were, well, they're about half my age. And, uh, and you know, and they're in great shape. They work out. They're in great shape. You know, the three of us are pretty decent shape. Or uh, let me put it this way. They're in great shape. I'm in pretty decent shape. So we go and uh, we experience all of this together. And um, on our drive back, now, when we were there, I'm not going to lie, when we were there, I'm like, why am I here? What am I doing? I don't need this. I don't want this. I don't need this for for a gambit of reasons, okay? 
uh, a lot of reasons. Uh, number one is just like, I teach this kind of stuff at home. Uh, I could be somewhere else. I could be doing something else. However, this is what it did. On our drive home, as we're discussing and we're talking about what we got out of it, what was funny, what was heartbreaking, what was difficult, all the ins and outs, Good, it was all good. So when I say the good and the bad, I just mean the things that were a struggle for us on a personal level. What I, I was walking away after I, I got a good perspective of what it was, what we did, we made it through. Now it was like, okay, now I understand it more fully. This is what men need. This is what what I needed. I'm not I'm not going to be uh lie to you and say it was what I wanted. It's what I needed. And did you hear me? I needed this. So and, and why? For me, like I said, I'm 56 years old. I do my best to be a man's man. Uh for a lot of reasons. Uh, because our whole world is bending towards this leftist perversion and I'm doing my best to be on the other end of the spectrum with my lasso around it, pulling it towards a more masculine, healthy perspective before we lose this generation, we lose our children, we lose our country. I'm not just going to stand idly by and watch that. So when I went on this uh, on the summit, it just solidified a lot of those things in me, but it did something so much greater and so much further because I've got to experience that level of... Um, what, how can I put this? Masculine development, not just for myself and by myself, but with a couple of guys at the church, some of the younger guys that, that, that are like, in a lot of ways, you know, like my, my uh, kids, like they're like my spiritual sons, man. And so in a lot of ways, these are my, my kids, you know? So we got to experience this together and I got to experience it with some, you know, like, I forget how many guys were there, but near 40 so there's 40 of us out there growing as men together, understanding, you know, peeling back the lay- layers of false understanding of what true uh, t- uh, masculinity is, learning what true masculinity is as we're being developed into true masculine men together. And that's one of the things that um, was so absolutely awesome about this. Uh, again, I don't want to get too deep on what we did and our, everything like that, but hopefully if the, if, if the instructors listen to this, they won't get mad. One of the things that we were really pushed was brotherhood, taking care of your brother. And uh, that's been something that's always been a struggle for me. I don't, I'm not, I'm the type of guy, I, I can do it by myself. I can figure it out by myself. I don't need anybody's help. I don't like to ask for help. And, and, and I'm telling you, this is, this is wrong. Ladies and gentlemen, this is wrong. This is not healthy. This is not right. This is, I'm just sharing myself with you. One of my weaknesses, because on one hand, yes, men do that. Men do that. They they just grab the bull by the horns and make things happen. But when they have a brother, they don't do it alone. They help their brother and they allow their brother to help them. Now, if there was nobody else around, yeah, I'll do it by myself because it's got to get done. And I'm just going to make things happen because that's what men do. But when I have a brother around, I'm going to help him and he's going to help me. And that's something that I had to learn up there. That's something I really had to learn up there and let go of that nonsense and that pride and that arrogance and be a brother. And I'm learning that more and more and more. Um, Now, a lot of people will say, well, I don't need that. I'm on team sports. I've done this. I've done that. Trust me, you need that. Men, you need that. Ladies, the men in your life need that. We need that hope. We need that encouragement. We need that brotherhood. We need that built into us. 
because culture and society is stripping us of all of these truly, you know, healthy masculine traits. And we need that. It's in us. Men, it's in you. It's in your DNA. But it's been so suppressed and so pushed down and so boxed up and tucked away somewhere because of what culture, society, and the weakness around us has told us that now we need to we need to learn how to unpack these truly masculine traits, get rid of the ditch the pride, ditch the haughtiness, ditch the arrogance, rise up and be men. And the summit with TPUSA truly will help each and every one of you do that. Okay, truly help you do that. So me and the young guys at my church, it was uh, Justin. And Andre, and he was called Dre all week. So uh, you guys did spectacular, awesome. I'm so very proud of you. And I know that all the instructors and the people there were amazed with you guys at how you just pushed on, made things happen, jumped right in, and you really set yourself apart in many ways uh, from, I'm not going to say from everybody else like you're better, but you just, you became that pillar that others can lean on and rely on as I did. And I thank you uh, both. Uh, Justin was my buddy on that and he was always there. You doing okay? You all right? You need help with that? So Justin, I appreciate that. And Dre, I know you were hooked up with somebody else. So we didn't have that super close proximity. But when you when you were there, when we were around uh, t- together, you were right there with me again. Hey, can I help you? Can I carry that for you? Can I help you with that? It was great. It was fantastic. Anyway, so let me get back to this, back to their website. It says, what to expect? The summit is a grueling three-day experience that challenges men physically, emotionally, and spiritually. The summit pushes you to your limit and then a little further. I'm not going to go into any anything further on that aspect because that says it all. And all I can say is, uh, gentlemen, number one, you need this. And number two, you have, I'm just going to be honest with you, you have no idea just how strong you are. You really don't. Physically, emotionally, mentally, spiritually, you just do not understand how strong you are. You go to this summit, you're going to you're gonna find, I, and I'll be honest with you, you're not going to find your limitations because your perceived limitations, you're going to blow right past them on every level and you're going to excel. And when you, come, when you come down off that mountain, you're going to say, wow, now I have a new, uh, what, what would you call it, high watermark or a benchmark. I thought my limits were here, but they're so far out there. You won't, you won't even come back understanding or knowing where your true limits are because you're going to destroy your, your, your present limits. I, I, I hope that makes sense. I'm, I know, again, I'm trying to be vague and such because I don't want to give away too much. I just want you to experience this. This is gold. Men, this is gold. Ladies, this is gold for your men, so it'll be gold for you, 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 you uh, ladies go, why would I want to send my guy away to that? Come back all toxic and masculine and everything. Ladies, trust me, a truly, truly masculine man. I'm not talking about a jerk. I'm talking about a masculine man that knows how to get things done, knows how to love and protect his wife and the ladies in his life, knows how to train his sons and his daughters in righteousness knows how to walk as a man, a man of God, you will be so overwhelmingly blessed that you will shout the pra- his praises, but also the praises of, of the TPUSA Summit because you'll know my true husband came out 
there. I sent him away a man. He came back like Superman. I don't know how else to explain it. So anyways, it goes on to say, be a man, apply today. And there's a little click here you can go to to apply. There's some pictures of the very first summit that happened and took place in Montana. Our summit here in Southern California area took place um, outside of Ojai, California. Beautiful ranch, beautiful place, great work, great job. And again, apply today. Now, there was a little link that I can click on in their website that took me to where it says the summit, and it gives me a little bit more information. So I'll go ahead and read that to you because, again, this is from their website. You can read this. I'm not giving away more than they'd want to. Otherwise, they would take it off their website. So it says the summit about... The Summit is a program of Turning Point USA, a 501c3 nonprofit organization founded in 2012 by Charlie Kirk. The organization's mission is to identify, educate, train, and organize students to promote the principles of freedom, free markets, and limited government. Our mission, launched in August uh, 2022 and rapidly expanding to 2023 due to immense demand immense demand truth the summit's mission is to revive the masculine heart firmly founded in biblical principles by creating men who are physically mentally and spiritually fit we seek to develop purpose-driven men who are leaders ready to serve their god their family and their nation our objectives through the summit turning point usa seeks to achieve these five objectives Make men comfortable in chaos by immersing them in harsh environments and pushing them past their limits. Strengthen men's physical and spiritual bodies by intense physical activity and mental conditioning. Prepare men for battles against hard times and false ideologies through an understanding of strong men from the Bible and throughout history. Prepare men to stand up for the weak, lead families, and guide communities. Teach men the value of self-control and doing what is right over what feels good. Your challenges. As an attendee of to the summit, you'll be challenged in three directions. Inward, outward, and upward. Inward, self-reflection, assessment, and correction are the first areas of focus at the summit, helping men to become the strong men they were created to be. Outward. Once a man knows who he is, he must discover the role he plays in the world as a leader, protector, and provider. During the summit, Men were called to reflect on their current situation and how they could improve their outward influence on their families, their communities, their work, and their churches. Upward. When things get tough, strong men look to God to help them weather the storm, not worldly desires, vices, and distractions. Men give gratitude to God for their victories and take lessons from their defeats. Men look upward and build their relationship with God through prayer, meditation, journaling, and community. If you are ready to step up and be a man, apply today. And I want to say something again to all you men. You are ready. You are ready to step up and be a man. You may not feel like it, but I'm telling you, you are ready. Take that final step and say yes to this. It doesn't even matter. Well, I'm a man. I'm a man. I'm comfortable in my masculinity. How do you know? We have such a feminized world and all, I'm not going to say all, but most men around us are, are feminized, whether we realize it or not. You may not be so comfortable in masculinity until you really come in and, and are confronted with true masculinity. And then once confronted it and forced into it, then you will truly know whether you're comfortable or not comfortable in it. But by the time you leave, you'll be far more comfortable with it and you will pursue true masculinity. So I'm going to read that again. If you are ready to step up and be a man, 
apply today. I'm going to put the link to the the summit from TPUSA in the description of this podcast. You can just, you know, click on it, take you there, sign up and, and do it. I'm telling you, this is fantastic. So again, ladies and gentlemen, now I want to talk just a little bit more from my heart. That was pumping, yes, pumping and, and promoting in a way. They didn't ask me to do this. I just, I got so much out of it and I was really thinking about it, mulling it over. Um, and I uh, I even went to the gym this morning. I know I got back yesterday, uh, you know, my feet were sore, my hands were uh, um, sore a little bit. Just, it was work, I'm not gonna lie. And I didn't wanna go to the gym because I just, oh, I wanna just stay home and chill and relax. I can do that today. I said, no, I'm gonna go to the gym because we got on a, such a um, great start, catapult. I'm not gonna lose the momentum. I'm not gonna give up. I'm not gonna lose that momentum. So I went to the gym. I'm not gonna lie to you. I didn't do a huge workout. I did some rowing machine. I did some pull-ups. I did some, um, oh, I don't even know what they call it. Some, uh, I took some dumbbells before anybody thinks it was super heavy. They were only 25, so 50 pounds total. And it's kind of like a, uh, I don't know what they call it. I, I, I'm not really good at remembering all of the all the different moves, the terms. But basically, I have the dumbbells. I'm in a squat position. The dumbbells on the ground. And as I rise up, I kind of curl them up over over my shoulders and then press them up over my head as I stand completely up. And then as I go down, they go down with me and I do that. Anyways, whatever. Somebody can write me in and tell me what that's called. I did um, some of those. Uh, did the rower again just to loosen them some things up. I got on the foam roller to loosen up my body. I just did some stretches and some mobility. Nothing real crazy. I was there about an hour and I was just working out slow. But I did not want to lose that momentum. And the only reason I explain that, ladies and gentlemen, because I didn't want to think, hey, you're a real animal. Wow, you were out there, you know, uh, bench pressing 250 pounds after that. No, I wasn't, you know. But I did do something to keep the momentum going. And the point of me telling you that is, because a lot of people hear about things like this and say, I'm going to be destroyed for a month. No, you're going to find who you really are. And men, men, ladies, the men in your life, men, you are much greater than you think you are. You have more than you think you do. You are stronger than you realize you are. And I have faith in you. And, and well, I'm not a Christian. No, that has nothing to do with it. I'm not going to lie to you. They're going to, these are all biblical, Christ-centered principles. But again, he's the ultimate man. Jesus Christ is the ultimate man. And our goal should to be look more like him, sound more like him, walk more like him, talk more like him. And Jesus wasn't a wimp. Jesus was not a wimp. I know maybe in some cultures and some movies or some descriptions of Jesus, you picture this little fruity, you know, like flower child that weighs about 90 pounds and dances around and prances around, you know. Uh, oh, you know, peace and love. Oh, we got to bless our enemies. Oh, here's a flower. That's not my Jesus. He did say bless our enemy, but he also flipped over tables. He also got in religious leaders' face. He wasn't anybody to be messed with. They couldn't take his life. He had to give it. That's why it seems like, oh, Jesus just, he just shut up and shut down and went to his death. He wimped out. No, it was the exact opposite. They could not take his life. So he had to be quiet, sit back, and let them take his life. There was no taking his life. Jesus gave it up. My point on that is he was the strongest dude physically emotionally, mentally, spiritually. He was strong. He was solid. He was what true masculinity is all about. So whether you're religious or not, that's irrelevant in that sense. All of us should be striving to be like Jesus. 
and this program helped. But I want to tell you about this because I want to talk a little bit more, I should say, because in our culture and society, we have, we have males, I'll put it that way, that make babies and may not ever see that baby or or just not in that baby's life, that, that child's life. That, that child could grow up to be, you know, for the rest of their life and not really sometimes not even know who dad was. Or you you got males who will make the babies and ditch mom to have somebody else, maybe mom, maybe grandpa, grandma, usually grandma, raise that child. Our culture is inundated with crime, inundated with soft, weak men, inundated with confused young men. Why? Because there's a lot of males out there that are just not men. You see, we have this weird thing in society that the more women we bed, the more masculine we are. That's not masculinity at all. That is not masculinity. That is so cowardly, to be honest with you. That's just what cowards do. Put a little notch on the belt. I got another woman. Leave that woman with a child. Because see, real men step up and take care of the children they create. Real men take care of what they create, who they create. Did you hear me? Real men don't ditch their families. Real men will even pay the money to take care of their children. Real men will be in their children's life. I know I said this in another episode, but I read how a man and a woman, they got together, they had some children. And um, then they ended up getting divorced. I don't know whose fault it was. I don't even remember if that was in the article. But nonetheless, they were divorced. But the father of those children wanted to remain in his children's life. So mom moves away into another town. Dad quits his job in that town and moves to the town where his ex-wife now lives and even got a job in the school that his children attended. So not only could be he, he could be close to them in the same town, really close, I believe he even moved within walking distance, but he could see them every day at school where he worked and they attended. You see, that's a real man. Now, again, I would like to have seen their marriage, their relationship work. Now, whose fault it was? I have no idea. I didn't get that far into their life story. But the fact that this man realized, hey, wait a minute, I have two children. I can't let them down. Maybe I messed up with mom. Maybe she messed up with me. Whatever. That just can't work. But I'm not going to leave my children. See, this guy is was a real man showing the attributes and characteristics of a real man. I, I know my job and my career is here, but my ex-wife with my children moved out of town to a whole nother town. I, I will worry about my career later. I'll go move to that town and I'll get a job in the school where my kids are attending so I can be there with my kids every single day. I will find a place to live within walking distance, easy for so that he can get to his kids and his kids can get to him. And he could see them often and be in their life. See, that's what true men do, ladies and gentlemen. They step up and they take care of their business. If they're going to go out and make the babies, they take care of those kids all of their life. Contrast that with another article that I was reading where this there was this guy, didn't marry any of these women, women but he had something like 29 kids with all these different women. He was just going around and, and having sex with all these women because, I, I don't know, maybe he thought that's what makes a real man. Maybe he thought that was cool. Maybe he thought he was cool. Maybe he was just a pervert. I don't know. But he certainly wasn't a real man because there's absolutely no way that a gentleman like that, and trust me, he wasn't a very wealthy person. He wasn't some sheik in Saudi Arabia. All right? He wasn't some wealthy oil tycoon in Texas. Um, there is absolutely no way he could take care of 29 children financially or take care of them just with his time 
and being in their lives with all these different women spread out all over the place. He wasn't a real man. He wasn't a real man. He was a con man. He was trying to con everybody in the world into believing that he was a real man, but he wasn't a real man. He wasn't truly masculine. He was a sissy. He was a coward. And guys like that are are just that. They're sissies and they're cowards. They're weak. Weak-minded, weak emotionally, weak mentally, that they have to, listen, they have to produce children and screw up the rest of their life so they feel better about themselves and hope that others look at them and say, that's a real man, he's got 29 kids. No, that's a coward and a wimp and a weakling. A real man doesn't have to do that and won't do that. As a matter of fact, a real man will even be honest about himself. Married, uh, okay, get married, right? And let's say you're working at a job or a career where you know you can take care of Two kids, okay, two kids. And I'm just using this as an example. And um, he's going to do some uh, soul searching in his life and just some some work to figure this out. We can afford two kids. I have the time for two kids. If I have 10 kids, I won't be able to um, give them the time that all 10 deserve. So we're going to have two kids and we're going to stop there, right? Now, I'm just using this as an example, ladies and gentlemen, especially in the world that we live in. You know, vans, those 15 passenger vans are pretty expensive. And so if you don't work at a job where you can afford those types of things, don't have 15 kids. Now, I'm not talking about abortion, ladies and gentlemen. Do not use abortion as, you know, quote unquote, birth control. That's ridiculous and that's nonsense. Okay. But you know, there are things that you can do that are well within the boundaries of of the Bible to um, be a little bit wise in that area. All right. You don't have to go pump out 30 kids, you know, and think, oh, I'm just I'm being godly. No, that's not godly. All right. But nonetheless, let me get off that for just a minute, because that's neither here nor there. But you know what you could take care of. You know how much time you have. You know how much money you have, you know, and, and you know it, the, re- the ridiculousness of this in our culture and society of having like 29 kids with several women that you're not married to. And you don't have the finances to even take care of one kid, but you're pumping out. Come on. That's not a real man. Real men are not that stupid. Can I just be honest? Real men are not that stupid. Real men are not that callous. Real men care about their children and want to be part of their life. Okay? Anyways, let me get back to just It frustrates me, ladies and gentlemen. It frustrates and angers me because we need to, we need to uh, recapture true masculinity. We need to take that back. And guys like that make the rest of us look disgusting, look like jerks, look weak. And so the more of us have to really rise up and be strong to create an image of what a real man looks like because there's enough jerks out there messing it up for us. Anyway, so a real man knows how to take care of business. A real man uh, um, takes care of his women. And I know I've been saying this, but we have to hammer this, guys, and we have to become this. A real man doesn't walk away from his marriage so easily. <laughs> we, we live in this disposable society. You know, it's weird. <clears throat> I was listening to some people and they were a little bit younger than me, but they weren't what I would say youth at all. <clears throat> and they were talking about uh, marriage, how getting married and all that. And th- these were married people, okay? One person was already on their second marriage. The one was, another one was still married, and the third one, I believe, was going through divorce. But they were all good with it. And they were all talking like, yeah, you know, my first my first husband this, my first marriage that, my first, you know, oh, you know, and I just, you know, I wasn't 
when we got married, I wasn't sure that it was going to last. And look, it didn't. What kind of nonsense is that? Men, number one, when when you go and find a wife, choose wisely. It goes back to the old Indiana, you know, and the Holy Grail. Choose wisely. And there's a lot of men out there that are just not choosing wisely when it comes to a woman. Oh, you know, they choose wisely when it comes to looks. They choose wisely when it comes to, um, I hate to say it, but sex. The reality of it is this is one reason why God said no sex till marriage. You don't have no sex with anybody until you're married to that person. You keep it within marriage because that's what, number one, that's what a real man does. Because then if you do that, we just follow the Bible. I want you to think about this. You say, well, well, I don't know if we're compatible. Of course you'll be compatible because there'll be nothing to compare it to. Come on. I mean, I don't want to be... I don't want to get into this, you know, be too descriptive because that can be crude and I don't want to cross any lines, especially if there's children listening. But let me put it this way. Every true man has um, a certain body part and every uh, true woman has a, a body part that accepts the body part of the true man, okay? And when in relationship, a marriage relationship, the man and the woman come together and things fit. They just fit. And if they did it correctly, they're the only ones that they've ever known in that way, sexually speaking. There's nothing to compare the other one to. Nothing. All right? So automatically, by default, they are compatible physically. They are compatible sexually. Automatically. It's an automatic. Just by default. When when men or women Use that excuse. Well, we don't know. We, we, we wanted to mess around first. We wanted to have sex first before we got married because we wanted to make sure we were sexually compatible. Oh, so you're going to whore yourself out to see if the person that you're with presently can rock your boat because your boat has been rocked so many times before. And now you're going to compare your present partner with all the other partners you had. That's, that's what skanks do. Okay, that's what skanks do. Now, before anybody gets all upset and angry at me. Okay, let me explain something to you. I've had to learn a lot because before I was married to my beautiful, lovely wife, um, I fell away. I was raised in a Christian home, fell away from God, got stupid. I really got stupid. You know, I was running around doing my thing and one of the things that I wanted to do was um, see how many women I could bet. And to my own shame, and I say this honestly, to my shame, I, I, I look back now in disgust because that's not the real me. That wasn't the real me. That was the stupid me that wanted to look cool to my friends, wanted thinking that I, you know, I was looking cool to the people around me, the culture and society, certainly not family, culture and society and all that. And all I was doing was looking like a fool. All I was doing was showing the world how weak I was as a man, how weak I was as a man. But when I rededicated my life, gave my heart to Christ, I, I knew that was over. So my wife and I, we've been married about 33 years now. I believe it's 33. Next year, 34, 33, 34. Wow. Anyways, about 33 years, soon to be 34 next month. And she's the only woman I've been with all that time. And I wish, I wish I could have, I wish I had that gift to give her when we got married of not having that behind me. I thank God every day that she accepted me the way I was. She accepted my mess. She accepted my foolishness. But I just wish I didn't have that to give her, that I could have given her just me, not baggage. Because when I got her, I got her, no baggage. And it's been working for 33. Can you imagine? Think about this. Before our society and culture, people got so promiscuous and marriage was so, now it seems like, you know, it's throwaway. It's it's almost like 
the recyclable bottles that we have. You know, once you're used up, throw it away, get another one. And um, But before that, even when there was those marriages that were prearranged by somebody else, parents or whatever, people didn't get divorced, at least not like they did today. People worked on it. People stuck around. When things got tough, they worked on it. When somebody felt they jumped up and they worked on it, on it. And they worked on it together. They stayed together. Divorce wasn't an option. Divorce wasn't in their language. And and they stayed together. And people tended to be more healthy, more happy. Children were raised up more healthy. Society was stronger. But then all of a sudden we started getting promiscuous. The sexual revolution is really more about the perverted revolution. And now we have people, even in the church, that want to live together to make sure they're compatible. Knock it off, you wimps. Knock it off, you sissies, you cowards. Make yourself compatible. Number one, do it God's way. You don't touch that woman until you are married. Regardless of your past, regardless of her past, regardless of age, you don't touch that woman until you're married. And ladies, quit being so cheap. Quit being so whorish. Quit being so easy. Don't let a man touch you in that manner until you are married. You don't come together that way sexually until your wedding night. And then you decide whether or not you're compatible. And if you still feel like, oh my gosh, we're not really compatible, then make yourself compatible. Make yourself compatible and quit trying to think, that, oh, well, if marriage gets too hard, I'll just dump that one and get another one. Real men don't do that. Real men roll up their sleeves and say, you know what? Marriage is tough, but I'm tougher. Marriage is hard, but I'm harder. Marriage isn't what I thought it was going to be, but I'm going to learn this, whether it be in the bedroom or otherwise. And you learn it and you work for it. You give your blood, sweat, and tears. That's what real men do. And they create something beautiful together. Get divorce out of your mouth. Get divorce out of your language. Get your eyes only on your spouse. I would say that to men and women. But men, you know, statistically, our eyes wander far more than the ladies do in that regard. And the other parts of us wander far more than the ladies. Get yourself under control. Show some self-control. Man up. Do the things that you need to do to keep your woman square in your sight in your crosshairs, to be pursuing her all the days of her, of her life, your life together. And that whole thing that when you go in and, and in the marriage vows, till death do us part, you got to stick that in your brain that the only way we're going to be apart is if one of us dies. And when you can get that square in your, in your mind and in your heart, marriage is easier. I'm not going to say easy, just easier because you know there's no way out except through death. So let's make this work. Let's make this work. We got to get back to some simple and true um, common sense mindsets and ideas and ideals. You don't throw away something just because it broke. Fix it. You don't throw something away automatically just because it wore out a little bit. Fix it, you know? And there's no such thing as in a marriage, well, if if it ain't broke, don't fix it. There's no such thing as that because you're always working on your, you should be always working on your marriage. You should always be working on yourself. You should always be working on how to love your spouse, men, how to love your wives. And then when kids come around, how to love your children, how to raise your children, how to protect your family, your wife and your kids. Men, men, come on, (laughs) come on, men. When are we going to stop being so weak, selfish, babyish? and immature. Well, I've heard men say, well, you know, I don't do this because she doesn't do this. Shut up. That's not what men do. Men rise up and they do the right thing 
regardless of what other people do, including their wives. Real men rise up and they're strong and protect their wives and their family, even when they're angry or upset at them. Real men will get in there in the kitchen when they see that their wife is tired or whatever, will get in the kitchen and cook the family meal. Real men will mop the kitchen floor. Real men will do the dishes. Real men will even do such things as draw the bath, give their wife a foot rub, maybe even light some candles for them once in a while. I'm not talking about soft sissy stuff for themselves, but loving on their wives to bless them. Real men set the standard in the home. Real men don't let the women do their job. Real men rise up and do it. It's time for all of us men to be true masculine men that get the job done. Real men are leaders in their home and community. Did you hear me? Because I, uh, we, we, we say these things, we hear these things, but do we really process them? Real men are leaders in their home and in their community. Real men bear the responsibility. They take it upon themselves to have the best marriage, strongest family, <clears throat> an intact uh, um, home, family, children, and then they do the same in society and culture around them. They make sure that their community is strong. When they see problems, they say something. They become the answer. They don't just sit back as the Monday morning quarterback (coughs) or the couch coach and complain about things. They get out and make a difference. They get into their school board meetings. They even run for as a school board member. They get involved in their community. They do these things. They coach soccer and little league and football, Pop Warner football. They coach. They get involved. They make sure that the world around them is a better place because of their existence. Real men, come on. Are you going to rise up? Join me on this? You're going to take a stand first with your women? Well, let me backtrack that. First with yourself? Are you going to make sure that you are operating and moving as a strong man? And then as a strong man, let that seep into all your relationships, especially your marriages, and then with your children, and then can we, are you going to do that? Come on, join me now in this. Before I wrap this up, again, back to TPUSA, the summit. Go to the summit, men. Ladies, encourage your men and your, and your sons, you know, 16 and older, of course, to get there and go. Okay, you're going to be glad that, the, that you did. They're going to be glad that they did. Men, you'll be glad that you did. You're going to come off that mountain. You're going to come off that going, yeah, I can kick butt. I can do anything I set my mind to and more. No more limitations. No more excuses. Man up. Do what men do. Be masculine. Be strong. Because our world needs you, men. Our world desperately needs you. Thank you for joining us at Table Flippers. I truly appreciate you. You can write me at gwccrobert at gmail.com that's gwccrobert at gmail.com please let me know how I'm doing remember to pick up some of our merchandise you can find the link at gwcclancaster.org that's gwcclancaster.org until next time be continually blessed